0: Episode 12, and that is not Diaz, Diaz, Once, Doce. Doce, doce is 12. Doce is 12 in Spanish. I've been uh, trying to improve my Spanish a little bit. For our Spanish listeners. Any Spanish listeners out there, it's episode 12. Hola. Okay. <laughs> All righty. Uh, this is going to be a fun episode. This is a best of. So we are picking. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We are not picking. Uh, the listeners essentially the listeners are, listeners are picking uh these these are the top five episodes based on like downloads and plays um, so we're gonna pick some uh, highlights from these and uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about each guest how we got them on and um, it's gonna be fun we're gonna have a great time and we hope you have a great time too
1: <laughs> yeah we uh we've been growing a lot over the past couple episodes so we figured we'd give the new listeners a little listen back on what you know where it all started so yeah been, because I know when I when I listen to a
0: new podcast, I don't go back and listen to all the first ones. So, yeah. some of you who are just catching on uh, in the last maybe two or three episodes, you might not have heard the first couple. Or This
1: will be the cheat um, sheet episode. Where you yeah, exactly. Get back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cheat sheet. I like that. We are uh, ready for our pre-production. Right, before
1: we start that, I actually got something I want to do. Oh. Um, so, I got a new computer a couple days ago. That's right. Uh, got an extra monitor out there. Anybody who wants... A monitor i feel like we should do a little raffle of some sort let's do it so, give it away. Uh, yeah send us uh what should we tell them to do we'll give them the specs first it's a 25 inch 25 inch 1080p hp monitor hp hp yep yep yeah that's probably it's important. got a nice color i will say i like that one a lot. i actually use it to color grade everything because yeah. i felt like it was the most true yeah, um it's a good one we got to make them do something we can't just yeah. give it away though do be unique yeah, we'll send start us, with that. Send send be us, unique. Send us a GIF that makes me and Mike laugh. And yeah. The funniest GIF will win. Free monitor. We'll win the monitor. We'll give the yeah. monitor away. Get the power cable, and we'll even give you an
0: HDMI cable with it. Ooh. We're being real generous here. So send us a GIF. Make us laugh. Send it to up in your biz pod. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So send it to us. DM us at up in your biz pod on Instagram. Send us a funny GIF, your favorite one, whoever makes us laugh the most or first or... Whatever, uh, we'll send you back a picture of the monitor, and then uh, we'll set it up, and you can come get it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll just see which one we like better. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, it's in perfectly good working condition too. Yeah, it's not broken. Some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not giving away broken stuff over here. It works. Cool. Uh, All right, yeah. let's go. Uh, other than that, uh, April twenty second uh, is Earth Day. Okay. Um, shout out the I Earth. Think I knew that. What about um, Earth? <laughs> so uh, the reason I bring that up is, little Dicky, you released a song last week called Earth.
0: Oh, that's right. I can um, listen to
1: that. I'm not the biggest fan of Little Dickie when it comes to like following his albums, you know, and like sure. his releases, but he's so smart with the way that he does things that mm-hmm. it, I think it just forces the music yeah. to you. And then you listen to it and you're like, damn, this guy's this actually is good. pretty good. He's hilarious. He's oh, yeah. funny. All his raps are like not very serious at all. Yeah. Um, And his music videos are unbelievable. Oh, like, yeah. They're the uh, best. The Save That Money music oh, yeah. video. He went around with just a camera no budget and just yeah. asked rich people if they could, if you could use their house to shoot a music video <laughs> yeah and of course that went viral yeah um, he had a song professional rapper with Snoop Dogg and it's oh, all animated uh, Freaky Friday with Chris Brown they switch bodies um. yeah. <laughs> like, the production value behind his music videos I think is what puts him to that next level and what's what gets him a lot of eyes um, it starts off the video starts off with like a battered LA um, and then it goes into like an animated jungle where there are a bunch of like singers and actresses and famous oh, wow. people that are all animated animals. Okay. Like for example, Ariana Grande is a zebra. Justin Bieber is a baboon. Um, Ed Sheeran or Sharon? Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> is a koala. Uh, Snoop Dogg's a marijuana plant, and Kevin Hart plays Kanye West. Damn. But that also, there's 32 features on this song, so it's like Wiz Khalifa, Snoop Dogg, Sia, 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 yeah, Sia. Uh, Rita Ora, Katy Perry, Miguel, yeah. Lil Yachty, Tory Lanez, John Legend, Hasley, Sean Mendez, and much, much, much more. They all have like one little lines in the yeah. song, but they're all, every line's hilarious, it's funny, and it's all for Earth Day.
0: I saw the uh, post he put up on Instagram, and it's like all the celebrities' names just flashing really, really fast <laughs> yeah. at the beginning, like opening up. <laughs> he I almost didn't, didn't have enough that. time
1: for the Instagram post to put all the names yeah, up there. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just thought, um, if you guys get a chance to check out the video it's very very creative it's a very cool way to uh to attack it i wouldn't call myself like living and dying for the earth like you know i'll cut the six packs so the dolphins don't die you know like all that (laughs) stuff and yeah uh but like this was a cool way to get someone to watch it who isn't like a die hard save the world yeah um i just thought it was very creative and uh, yeah yeah like no matter what people's stances are you can still be entertained by this video
0: yeah little dicky's a good entertainer yeah
1: so a little dicky earth if you get a chance to That's listen cool. to it i'm gonna watch it after
0: um so i am um mike have you ever taken a self driving car
1: i've seen instagram posts about it but yeah. have
0: you nope. no um so uber self-driving cars is confirmed i like didn't you, know if you knew that that was gonna be a thing
1: you gotta get that in la when you're out there I you gotta search so. for that
0: dude i wonder if they'll have it that'd be amazing <laughs> Um, so yeah. So Uber is confirmed to do self-driving cars. They just received $1 billion in funding from Toyota and a few others. Wow. Um, the deal is expected to close Q3. So that's when the deal will like officially close. Um, but this is supposed to help Uber reach profitability because they took a $1.8 billion loss in 2018. So, um, removing drivers is going to help them, uh, obviously uh, a huge, huge deal. Um they're expected to get 10 billion dollars from their IPO and their IPO is actually going next month. They just recently filed their S1 for anyone who's in the tech industry oh, at,
1: That's what you're saying last week, right? Yeah, yeah, shout out
0: Adam Alpert if you're listening, you know what an <laughs> S1 is. Uh basically the form saying they're going public and it has all their financials in it. Um so they did that recently and um and so they're expected to go officially public next month. Um they're expected to get 10 billion like I said and that'll give them a ninety to a hundred billion dollar evaluation, which is insane to live up to. So uh I yeah, I'm curious to see what happens. Um would you ever take a self driving Uber?
1: Oh hell yeah. Yeah. I'd fucking show everybody that I was in that car. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> but I've seen people who are like, Oh, look at we got a self driving car on Instagram. Yeah. Who's doing it now? Is it like a higher you think it's like a high end thing?
0: Um, I think Tesla
1: tesla yeah i
0: don't know if it was like a beta thing but i saw it in vegas a while back yeah
1: because uh what's his face Cato. yeah Cato on instagram he was in one yeah yep. but it seemed like the way he was talking like he called and he called an uber and selected like a self maybe it wasn't obviously it wasn't uber but yeah he selected like a self-driving car yeah so. it might have
0: been a, like a beta test of it or something like yeah. that and um, then you
1: know nikki diamonds from diamond supply co
0: No, but I've heard of that. He's like the owner. Yeah.
1: Um, he was sitting in his car. He put up on Instagram too, actually. And he's just like, look at this motherfucker taking a turn by itself. (laughs) And he's like getting off and off ramp. It's switching lanes in traffic, slowing down. It's insane. Yeah.
0: I saw, um, you know, the dude who does all the tech reviews, MKBHD.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He, um, he was in one in Vegas when, when CES was going on, I think it was.
1: And, uh, yeah, it was just I don't know,
0: it's bonkers. Yeah, I I want to try it. Hopefully they'll have it in L.A.
1: I, that would be amazing. They've come a long way from uh, their first test where it drove underneath the tractor trailer truck and killed the killed the guy.
0: I didn't hear about that.
1: Yeah, Tesla when they were first testing out the uh, oh my god um, the self driving. Yeah, it, I guess it pulled up. It was on a highway and there was a, a semi, 18-wheeler, an eighteen wheeler that was all white. So the Tesla registered it as a sky. Fucking drove right underneath it and killed the beta tester that was in it.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: yeah. Bad hit for self-driving. Shit.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, hopefully Uber's does better than that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that was a couple years ago. I think, uh, well, RIP to that guy. But I think they got their uh, technology game a little bit higher.
0: I'm sure. They just got a billion dollars. They better have. (laughs) Um, This episode is brought to you by Dev Hero. Uh, Dev Hero is a local web developer And audio engineer um, His name is Mike as well So go check out his website Dev-hero.com Check out his Instagram uh, Pretty recent on there He's trying to get his game up Dev Hero LLC on there Tell him Mike and Mike said hello
1: And make sure to shoot us that uh, GIF Yeah shoot us the a GIF monitor. you want a monitor Shoot us a GIF It's free It's free Just take some creativeness Is that a word? <laughs> That's right yeah. Alright
0: so, uh, this is Matt Celeste of blue flash photography. Um, he was episode three and, um, Matt was a really cool guest. We actually met him, uh, just over a year ago when we started uh, focus forward media, we started a video series called Wednesdays on my boss Hit, And at the time he was the owner of waffle, uh, which some of you may know in downtown Providence. Um, he was the owner there and we did a video for waffle for the series. Uh, met him, you know, really clicked with him. He was a good guy. And um, so when we started the podcast, I was like, you know, he would be a great guest. He was running Waffle at the same time he was running this successful wedding business. He's been doing it a long time. Um, Just a really creative genius. And um, not to mention he has three kids, so uh, he's got his hands full.
1: Well, he has three kids, but he said sometimes he would sleep at waffle because there wasn't, was no time to go home. Right. Like he, that guy's a hustler. There's not enough hours in the day for him. No. Yeah. Um, he was really cool. So, uh, that one was a lot
0: of fun. Um, there's so many aspects. If you're a business owner, um, who as Matt says, has career ADD, um, you know, you, you'll really like this one, but he's just like a hustler, you know, started blue flash photography, a wedding photo company added video into it grow grew the company to where it is now um and then you know had kids over the years then decided he was going to open up a restaurant um which if there's any restaurant owners out there you know that is uh more than a full-time job just in and itself and um you know matt learned that and he loved it for a little bit and um he talks a lot about the struggles and the successes of it what he loved about it what was tough um all of that so um, here's a few clips from it. I uh, hope you enjoy I
2: was like, I'll put some ads on for different things and I ended up shooting a wedding real small-scale wow. um, I just kind of how looked, nervous were you like? Uh, scary? I had, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, I mean I, I Wasn't charging a lot. So yeah, I guess that's what you get when you do that yeah. but uh, <clears throat> it was awesome experience I went into it and um, I guess I had I had some beginners luck like it came out fine It wasn't. I wouldn't submit it to a magazine at this point in my life, but it it went well enough where I was like, yeah, I'll give it another try. And my second wedding I did was for for these really awesome people. They got married up in Boston area. Oh wow! um, And I went and I did the wedding, and that one for the point I was at in my photo career came out really good. Yeah. Uh, And uh, that kind of gave me the springboard to just start putting those pictures up on a really lame website that I made that was just galleries basically and. Yeah. Just to get the word out. And I I just kind of picked up some more jobs like that and kind of was learning as I went. then like I hit this thing where we had our first kid. Yeah. And I was working full time as an engineer. How old were you? First kid, eight years. I'm 34. I was like 25 ish. Okay. 26. Yeah. And so things just were really busy in our lives because I had a full time job, like I said. And then I was trying to do the photo stuff. And that was getting like more and more. And then yeah, we had a kid comes along and it was, like and oh, it was our first kid. So that's like a big, big thing. deal. Yeah, and like, of course. Um, so I kind of backed off and I was like, all right, it's enough of that. It was cool while it lasted. I'm just going to be an engineer and have a, have kids and stuff. And yeah. So I kind of shelved it for a year or so okay. and then got interested in it again. It kind of like pulled me back in. Yeah, yeah. So basically the details are kind of muddy at this point on the timeline, but that was yeah. roughly what happened. And I remember saying to my wife, Tara, like i want to make a go of this see if we can make a go of it but we have to do it in a way that like i can't do these two things in parallel forever because it'll just i'll just burn out and yeah and die when i'm 32 so um i was like we have to kind of do like i didn't die yeah (laughs) i have to do like a blitz on the photo stuff to see if we can ramp it up fast enough to the point where it's self-sustaining and i can quit engineering otherwise we'll just i'll put the photo stuff away forever and just be an engineer so kind of made a decision and we were I had the advantage where I had a good job that was making decent money where I could take a chunk of it and say, all right, I'm going to pour a good amount of advertising dollars into photography and see if we can get up to speed, like real fast, like kind of like just really aggressive. Yeah. So we did that. I gave it one year and I said, all right, at the end of the year, if we have X weddings booked, I think it was like 20 or something like that at whatever the price was, then, you know, that'll be enough to survive and keep going. And we got to the end of that year. And had I think like thirty ish booked. And so That's a lot. I was like, all right, that's it. You know, I, I it helped that I decided ahead of time. I was right. like, if we hit this, then I'm going to quit. And, you and exceeded that's it. it, I have to do it. And yeah. I hit it and I still was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't quit. But I was <laughs> like, No, I decided I have to. And then I did. I put my two weeks in, wow. which was I think I actually was like a one month notice or something. And um, How
0: scary was it? <sighs> Like it was like we had so an old friend, uh, or a friend of ours who was the first guest, similar thing, but he stayed at his full time job for like five years mm-hmm. and did photo work on the side and he was working like 80, 90 hour a week. So like when he left, like I feel like it was a bigger thing, but like, you know, like making all that consistent money, like every two weeks you have X amount coming in and it's like good money. Like, was that scary?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. I think I there was definitely the, the scariness part of it, but on the flip side, um, by this point, I had been for a while putting in, I'd wake up at five o'clock mm-hmm. and I'd work for two hours on the photo business, whether it be editing or just like web stuff advertising, or advertising, yeah. emails, yeah. all that stuff. Gotcha. So I'd do that for two hours. Then I'd go into work, which was in Middletown. So I got a 45 minute drive. I go to work for eight-ish hours yeah. and then I got a 45 minute drive home, have dinner, put to bed my son yeah. um, and then work for another two to three hours and then go to bed and do it again. And yeah. I was burning vacation days to shoot weddings if they were like a Friday wedding and have to use a vacation day right. and stuff like that. Yep. Um, and then weekends, regular weekends were usually wedding related stuff mm-hmm. or as anything. So it had just gotten like crazy for so long that it, you didn't yeah, have it,
0: any more vacation basically.
2: No, I was using my vacation to work at the yeah. photo job. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So. By the time it came time to quit, yeah, it was scary, but it was also like looking forward to a relief from yeah, kind of the, get the craziness. Because now you could kind of get back to like having some free time and where like you can just... Well, and I was really looking for By this point, like I'm super psyched about growing this business. That's where I cool. was. And I was like, That's cool. I just felt like I was being held back by having a 40 plus hour a week job. Right. That I was like, if I can take all that time and put into this business, that'd be so awesome. So True. I think I was more excited than scared. Although like people around me, like my... Parents, so my mom was like, "You're gonna leave engineering to do photography." That's all anybody said to me was they couldn't get their head around leaving electrical engineering to be a photographer. Um, I get it. Which I can see that from the outside, but like I knew that was where I wanted and needed to go, so I just kind of did it.
0: How many weddings were you doing when out of you know nowhere you're like, hey, I'm gonna open up a restaurant? (laughs) yeah so you know like let's hear about that because i'm really curious
2: so we we signed the lease for the for waffle in november november 1 of 17 is when we got the keys yeah and that year i personally shot about 55 weddings
0: that's more than one a week let's just clarify that because there's 52 (laughs) weeks in a year so just you are shooting more than one a week that's
1: Skipping the winter time, I'm taking it too. So that's mostly were, focused yeah, on what yeah. like summer and the. There was fall. a lot of
2: triple wedding weekends, oh, so like pretty brutal. But the thing was, so you get November is like things start to calm down, and mm-hmm. it happens to me each year. I'm always like, um, you know, I have so much time, like it's off season, yeah. Do something, and that was kind of why I made the bad decision to start a restaurant <laughs> when I had <laughs> time going on, because I felt like oh, I got a plan. I could plan. My plan was to get the restaurant off the ground during the off season yeah and then by the time april may rolled around it'd be self-sustaining enough to be able to walk away from it and have it run and then get back to what i normally did which kind of happened um but there's more detail on that we can yeah that later i guess and
0: so at this point now all three kids are born yeah that's crazy like three kids running this full-time wedding business and you're like Fuck it. Let's just open up a waffle restaurant. What,
1: what did your wife say?
2: Yeah. What was, was I want to hear that. With this idea? So my wife is, I mean, she's about as good as it gets when it comes to this stuff. She's super supportive, which is, uh, if Huge. she wasn't, it would just be like, we just fight all the time about yeah. stuff. But, yeah. but she's super cool about it. And we talked about it. I was like, listen, I want to do this. Um, and she was into it. Uh, not as much as me, but <laughs> she, she like really loves the whole Providence food scene stuff oh, and all yeah. that. So to kind of like, become a part of it was cool for her. But, um, I was like, you know, this is this is gonna suck for the first, however many sure, months. Like, yeah. it's going to be terrible. Of course. Um, I'm not going to really exist in our house <laughs> and stuff like that. And right. so we went into it knowing. Yeah. You're gonna prepared. Be like that. And you're she like, knew gonna be crazy. it wasn't. I, yeah. So, um, she, and that's what happened, but she kind of like soldiered on and she basically single handedly took care of the kids all the time and stuff. And, yeah. It was a little rough, but, um, we never had, to her credit, we never had any like blowout fights about like, you're not here or any, you know, none of that stuff. She's awesome about that.
0: That's cool. Now you're less, less one business. So now you have blue flash and your dad. And so how is life going now? Sustainable.
2: A lot calmer. Yeah. A lot calmer. (laughs) I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to, um, getting, putting more time back into blue flash, uh, to kind of it got neglected that year that we had the restaurant because of Britt uh, hopping out for a while with her kid and me running the restaurant. Um, that wasn't the most ideal situation. So, you know, getting back on track there, um, and just making sure I'm not working all the time. So I'm just trying to do it, spend intentional time with the kids and stuff like that. So it's been a lot. I mean, when I think (laughs) about this time of year, was it February? When I think about this time of year now versus this time of year, one year ago, it's just like, 100% polar opposite.
0: Like the fact you had the time to come in here and do this today, like like a year ago, that would no way, no way. (laughs) If you were
2: like, I want to do a podcast, like, I can't even, I can't talk to you. Like, yeah, maybe in a year.
0: (laughs) Having Matt down here was uh, really cool. And, um, you know, like I said, I really, really enjoyed that one myself. Um, Hope you guys did too. Next up is the one and only Morgan
1: Gray of Whisk Me Away. I think she might be my favorite guest so far, even though. She has not brought us any snacks or any desserts yet, but I don't hold it against her.
0: Morgan, if you're listening. We're just waiting. We're just waiting. Just patiently. So, yeah. So, we had Morgan in here. Um, I actually met Morgan basically through Instagram. Um, she either came up in my discover or someone tagged me or I found her through someone else, um, but saw what she was doing and and um, I'm, I'm a sucker for desserts. So, uh, the holidays came around and she came out with this crazy looking menu and I was really excited. So... Um, this was Thanksgiving of 2017 and um, or no, actually I'm sorry. Thanksgiving of 2018.
1: Yeah. Cause we were in the, the old office.
0: Yeah. 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 So Thanksgiving of 2018 came around and she came out with her menu and I found it and I was like, Oh Monica, we got to get some treats. We got to get some treats for desserts. <laughs> so we bought a cake, loved it. Christmas came around, um, got another one. I was hooked. And then um, Valentine's day came around and I got some strawberries or something. But uh, we quickly became friends, connected on Instagram and, um, after, after, uh, our first few episodes, I knew right away, I was like, Morgan's going to be the perfect guest. Um, her story is just insane.
1: And she's so young. Still. She's so
0: young. What? She's 25. Is that what she's 25? 25, 25. Yeah. Um, supporting herself full time doing, uh, you know, doing what she loves. She's living off of her, uh, her creativity and her passion. So
1: and something that's going on now that was not going on during the podcast is mm-hmm. she's actually uh, she has a Kickstarter, right? Or, uh, she wants to open her own bakery bakery. Yeah. Struggle through that one, but her own place. Yeah. yeah, She wanted her own bakery in Providence. Um, she's in a two person shares a bakery right now with one other uh, lady, she said. Yep. So if you, uh, if you're interested in donating, helping out a local cause, go to her Instagram and, uh, you know, click on the link. Yeah. Whisk me away.
0: RI. She's got a Kickstarter in there. She's doing really well. She's like halfway through and she still has, um, I think almost half a month, like 14 days, 15 days. Um, so go check it out if you got 20 bucks, 30 bucks, go, uh, go drop it over to her. Um, but she was just like such a cool guest. There was so much I didn't know about her. Um, I knew she was just a really cool person and like really hustled, but, um, I did not know all the stuff about, you know, starting the pastry department basically at the Viking hotel, right. Right. Going to, uh, Rogue Island and then going up to Boston and, Working in the beginning of that uh, whole pastry department there, Um, you know, working 20 hour days, driving there, driving back all the way up to Boston. So, I mean, her story
1: is just insane. Uh, And she's a real fighter. So I think her success is really attributed to her personality. Mm -hmm. Um, She came in, she came in here and I know she's met you before, but she never met me, but she was very lively. Oh yeah. She's very, you know, like
0: she's got so much energy, so
1: much energy. I don't know if it's all the sugar she's eating or not. She's on a 24 seven sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But even after she stuck around for what, like an hour and a half just to talk to us. We just kept chatting. And then I started following her on Instagram after that. And she's like that every second of every day. I don't know how she has that much energy to do what she does and just continue to be just like the happiest person. Oh yeah. Like on the earth. She's the best. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to
0: put a few clips in here uh, from her episode. So hope you enjoy these. So you had all these jobs and then you're like, all right, you left Boston. Now you come home and you're like, all right, I'm just going to start my own thing. Mm-hmm. And so like walk us through like the beginning of Whisk Me Away, like building it. Like, how was that?
3: Um, So that was a super rocky start um obviously going through like the health department going through all the licensing and stuff i had no idea what i was getting into yeah, yeah. um and i basically put out a menu for Thanksgiving of not this past Thanksgiving, the one before. I put out a menu for it. Yeah. And I didn't have any licensing, I didn't have a kitchen space, I didn't have anything. Whoa. Um, I was touring kitchen spaces and I was like at the beginning phases of like what can I do? Yeah,
0: cuz I was going to say like yeah. did you have this place already? No. No, no? Oh my <laughs> no. God. I
3: was like looking at places and I was trying to decide. Um but I left Boston probably like yeah, in like October so then like no like october was ending november was coming i put out a thanksgiving menu um and it was probably like a week before thanksgiving and i found my kitchen space i signed up um and i just hounded the health department and i was like look i, I need this done. i need this licensing <laughs> because thanksgiving is like next week You're like i have a
1: menu that has to get <laughs> and out and
3: i have to put desserts out now oh, so this God. may be a
1: dumb question but you couldn't just cook out of your house and no, do it? No,
3: super illegal. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. That's super why we don't have a pastry yeah. <laughs> yeah, super illegal. Um, but yeah, it was Thanksgiving of 2017. 17. Was my first shift at the kitchen. Oh, um, wow. Oh, it was terrifying. You're yeah, like it was
0: new-ish.
3: Like, well, for, yeah. Yeah, I've been doing whisk I mean, for, you've been
4: doing like, oh, pastry yeah, forever. Yeah, but, but
3: whisk is just over a year old. Wow. Yeah, so- thanksgiving 2017 first shift at the kitchen i was completely like i've been in kitchens before i worked in them but like going in kitchen and now it's like okay like i'm just in charge of this and i brought like my dad with me (laughs) and i was like okay like we're just gonna do it (laughs) yeah i was gonna ask if
1: you had any like help Spaghetti. Um,
3: yeah. Yeah. My family is insane. They're amazing. They're very supportive. That's like, awesome. yeah, I told my dad, I think for Christmas after Thanksgiving 2017, yeah. I was like, I'm fine. I'll go to the kitchen. Like, don't worry about it. He's like, okay, well like call me if you need me. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. Dad, don't worry. Like I'm good. <laughs> I like called when him. Call and I was him? like, yeah. dad, he was like, I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Yeah. So that's cool because you said when you applied to like one school, your mom was like pretty nervous.
3: Yeah, my parents were definitely nervous because it's like, I'm a very indecisive person. Yeah. So that's like the most decisive decision I've made. So they yeah, were probably yeah. like,
0: what? They're like, what are is she you doing? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it worked out. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. What were they Look like? you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> what were they like when you were like therapist and then all of a sudden you switch and you're like, not nah, baking? Um, were they like shocked or?
3: They were definitely shocked. My parents are extremely supportive. Which is good. Um, Yeah, so which cool. is amazing. They're like the reason why... Whisk has to. been like successful yeah. Yeah. um cool but they were definitely nervous and also like they know that the food industry is really difficult oh, it's, it's like yeah. male driven it's very long hours yeah. um so especially I,
0: starting like yeah that's the hardest part yeah
3: and i was like most of my jobs my first yeah all of my pastry jobs it was mostly men who are older than me working in the kitchen so mm-hmm. like my parents are nervous about that and kind of the long hours they knew it was hard but yeah. I think I was so Ambitious. about it yeah, that yeah. they were like, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> yeah.
0: So I'm curious, like, what's the craziest request you've ever had? Oh God! I'm sure you've had plenty.
3: Um, let's see. I feel like I never. I I'm also very like you can't really surprise me with like things with food. I'm like very, things like, aren't
0: crazy. No, you're things like. aren't crazy. I'm always <laughs> like,
3: "Oh my God, that's a good idea. Let's like, yeah, yeah. should try it." That's yeah. Hilarious. I mean, I yeah, and I feel like. Most of the time, I've never said no to something, like no to a request, because I'm always cool. like, Down to try uh, Yeah, it. I'm going to try it, like whatever. Awesome. If it me- Like if I mess it up, then I yeah, mess it yeah. up. But I've never gotten like something that is so outlandish that I don't do it. That's yeah, awesome. which is good. I think it's really hard, um, especially like you guys will know, doing something on your own. I think it's hard to stay motivated all the time. Oh, yeah. I hit a lot of walls sometimes like where burn-outs. I'm like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. I yeah. feel like I should be doing more. Yeah. I feel like just overall, like there's more that I could be doing or I'm not doing well yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, so I, I hit those walls more often, than like, I'd like to admit. Right. Um. But at the same time, the comeback of it is really nice. Yeah. yeah. It's tough
0: because like as creatives, like we all have <laughs> creative minds here. Mm-hmm. Like you do get wicked self-critical. Yeah. And even mm-hmm. though people around you are probably like, wow, they're busting their ass. You're like,
1: i'm not doing nothing
3: exactly like, i could be doing
1: way more
0: yeah so yeah that makes
3: sense yeah
1: exactly so my mom kind of does a little bit of baking right <laughs> mm-hmm. She makes yeah killer cookies and most insane cookies can't. ever yeah. <laughs> yeah and um you know she would always say how like um cooking or baking so different from cooking because mm. baking you mess up one little thing and everything's messed up mm-hmm. like the whole product's gone yeah so how i didn't realize that <laughs> kind of sometimes <laughs> yeah. yeah but like yeah, how yeah. did you know like because, like, I know you're always constantly trying to perfect it, but how'd you know when you're like, all right, I got a product here that I'm going to be able to sell to people and be confident that they're going to like it? Yeah.
3: Um, I think that I did a lot of my recipe testing throughout my pastry chef positions. Yeah. So, and I was working with men who, like, don't hold back. So if I made <laughs> something that wasn't great, they'd yeah. be
0: like, this be sucks. Like, this but yeah. you, need, you need that, though, right? Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. Um, so I did a lot of my recipe testing through that, and it kind of like, definitely in in my earlier days i was messing up rest- i was like throwing things away and i was like we're just gonna hide that in oh the trash yeah <laughs> um but now it's kind of just like if i'm trying out new things i'm just giving it to my friends and family and i'm like yeah. eat this try this let me know yeah um hey feel free to send some yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna get, we'll like, be tested on these <laughs> like, to packages yeah. door. Your- we're right down the street now yeah, yeah I know. exactly <laughs> i'm yeah. just gonna show up um <laughs> But yeah, it's a it's I mean, testing I've definitely gotten more comfortable with. I knock on wood, I don't um mess up as much. Yeah. And if I do, I can kind of like backstep and like do something else with it. Um, but I think that's just come with like time and getting to know ingredients and kind of just like having Baking is very much like I just go with what I feel and like it. Usually yeah, like how much? Su-
0: like how would you know how much sugar to put in, or like like I have to read the <laughs> box and it's like one and one <laughs> teaspoon or what? Like you just you're just testing.
3: Um. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, guess you I probably have, have a knowledge. I have of, like base recipes too. Right. So like I'll go off of my base recipes and then I'll be like I'll add this and this and this and if it comes like if it comes out right I'm like okay and I make a note and then that's a new recipe. Yeah. So it's like. I usually can tell even before I'm about to bake something if it's going to be good or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just go off of my base recipes and I build from there. I think the next step for Whisk is having a kitchen space that is solely my own. Oh, yeah, because um, yeah, you share this one. Yeah, so like, yep. this one is split between me and one other woman. But mm-hmm. I think like Whisk having its own kitchen space is ideal, mm-hmm. especially because I meet with brides in my space. And like you came to pick up. Yeah, yeah. So like having people come into a space that's only mine. Yeah. Um, And then after that, a bakery and like people working for me, which is terrifying. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that crazy to think about? <laughs> yeah.
0: Like you're 25 and you're like, yeah, I'm going to be a – boss someday like someone's gonna be like like, yeah (laughs) well (laughs) they're gonna be like oh my boss is crazy yeah exactly
3: i'm gonna be like eating cupcakes at 9 a.m they're gonna be like what is going on with her
0: (laughs) hope you guys liked those hope it was sweet pun intended uh morgan is really cool again you know can't say enough about her um hope you guys enjoyed it go follow her whisk me away ri on instagram um, order some out. food from her. Order some Sweet. food from her. You're not going to be, you're going to be super happy, okay? Um, just do it, okay? Next up.
1: Tell them the Focus Forward boy sent you. Yeah,
0: exactly. All right, next up, <laughs> Buns and Bites. You probably know her as Buns and Bites. Oh, yeah. But her real name is Laura, and we had her on the show. Another very lively person. Another very lively person. Laura is the greatest. Um, She was um, a little challenging to get a hold of which is obviously understandable. She works a nine to five and she does buns and bites as her, uh, I feel like second full-time job. Um, and not to mention, I think she said she's also a waitress at, yeah. uh, at a restaurant. So yep. Yep. down uh, south, she has no downtime. Um, but, uh, what was funny is I remember when we started it, I was like, Oh, she'd be a really cool guest. And same, same with Morgan. Um, I was like, they would both be really cool guests. So I remember, I think I sent her a DM on Instagram and, yeah, She shot back pretty quick and she was like, oh yeah, for sure. Like, that sounds awesome. I'd love to do that. And then, um, I sent her another one, you know, maybe a day or two later and then like didn't hear back from us. I was like, oh, she's too busy or something like that. She
1: even said in an interview that she gets some pretty creepy DMS, which I can't be surprised about. Yeah.
0: It's just, it sucks. But, uh, weird ass
1: guys. Oh yeah. (laughs)
0: But, um, so then actually it was like, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks later I ran into her at need donuts in downtown and it was almost like a starstruck moment when you see like a little celebrity she's kind of a local celeb but I'd uh, say definitely, definitely yeah so i saw her with with one of her photographers and i was like oh my god your buns a bite she goes yeah i am and i was like hey and i gave her a high five um i let her chill for a minute i had my donut and then i saw she was getting ready to leave and i was like hey do you mind if i grab a picture and she's like oh yeah of course and uh so we grabbed a picture and i was like my name is mike by the way and i was like um I was like, I shot you a DM about coming on our podcast. And she was like, oh, my God, yeah. She's like, I remember you. I was like, yeah, I got back to you. I was like, um, I just want to say, are you still interested? She goes, yeah. She goes, please send me an email. She's like, my email is in my bio. Send me an email because I'll make sure I get it there. Like, otherwise, you know, I might lose it. And sure enough, sent her an email. She got back to me like two days later. We set it up. And um, she came in. And it was great. And we had a pretty long one with her, right? The episode was like one yeah, I, I think, think the total interview hour. was like an
1: hour and a half i think we cut out a little bit same as whisk me away you know it was just like a very happy go lucky oh yeah glad to be here she Super was positive. enjoying it yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. she it's had a great time
0: here i think um and we had a great time with her so um i mean she shared all of her journeys and uh all the restaurants she's been to and some
1: of the weirdest DMs she's ever uh some of the weird had. DMs. speaking of dms <laughs> um <laughs> But uh,
0: yeah, just a lot of uh, cool stuff. You know, her first uh, Rhode Island Monthly Award. Um, you know, parents' reactions to what she's doing. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of gold in there. Um, so we're gonna pick a few and hope you guys enjoy these ones. Kind of going back a little, you you hinted at it, but what made you really want to start Buns and Bites? And yeah, where'd you get the name?
5: Uh, well, I feel like the name the name came kind of after, it, it kind of just clicked. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've all been on Instagram. If you've been on your explore page yep. um, and you're scrolling, Instagram will, will, the algorithm will kind of show you content that it thinks that you like. So, oh, yeah. you know, my Instagram's not showing me pictures of sports because it's food it's yeah it's so I it, it's based off of things that I like or pictures that I've I've actually clicked on or liked mm-hmm. or commented on so I noticed one day I'm like you know there's so many my Instagram is all 50% food yeah and 50% like for lack of a better word butts. it was yeah. just lots of butts. it was you know lots of you know and I think a lot of it was like fitness yeah um, Instagram like, models Instagram models yeah. like Oh, this is me in a bikini on the beach right. and uh, this is a fitness chick posing and yeah. it, like lots of booty I just like saw yeah. like so much booty so much food and I'm like, oh my god not like together though. So, right not together So I thought okay. This would be cool <laughs> to have You know bring these two things together um, and the other part of it that really kind of made sense for me um, was to, to be a, Actually be able to have Some substance Behind this And not just be superficial And right. say like Oh I'm gonna put like It's sexy It's butts And like right. food And like Like no yeah. meaning Right like exactly It would You're- just be very flat And very uh, Like meaningless to me Right um, And so You know I have A, a short background Where I for a little while, wanted to be a model. Like, I was like, okay. heavily pursuing, like, going to modeling agencies in Boston, like, trying to get in. Cool. Um, I, I really thought at one point that it was a viable career path for me um, and I I really worked hard to try, I did yeah. like tons of photo shoots, building a portfolio, like, yeah. being able to submit it and, um, uh, but, as we all know being a model you have to you have to look a certain way yeah <laughs> you have to be a certain height you have mm-hmm. to have a look you have to have a body type sure um so i was kind of met with a lot of resistance of well you're not tall enough first of all you're five five you know you're not going to be on any runways and even print is very like we're giving those to the girls that are they look like you know yeah. like this um <clears throat> so i was met with some resistance um and i was just very hard on myself when I wanted to do that. When I was pr- pursuing that, I took it sure. very seriously. So I was very critical about what I ate and what I looked like and how my body looked. And if I can't be tall, then like I should just make sure I'm really skinny. That's how I kind of thought of it. Yeah. Um, and so like curves were like not a good thing to me. I'm like, I don't want curves. I want to be thin so I yeah. could be fitting in with the rest. Um, and, you know, I just didn't have a good quality of life. I loved food, but like I was like –
0: too oh, hard on yourself yeah very very hard yeah. like oh my
5: god you had a bite of a cookie like how dare you
2: like yeah there's it was, no way to
0: live it was just awful yeah. and so
5: you know i i got to a point where i was like you know this is just not fun yeah. like i as much as i would like to do that it's like how can i actually enjoy
0: living living right. if, like and, miserable. And, and
5: even let's say that somebody did pick me up and say like oh we want you to be a model right like, for us i'm like uh, okay, well this would be the path that I'd have to continue down and right. it's not first of all, it's not healthy We all know that It's
1: not sustainable
0: and
5: it's just like negative on on your own self
1: It's tough if you're not enjoying it. Why do yeah. it? Yeah, you only
5: so, live once exactly <laughs> I, Exactly, so you only live once and I want to be able to enjoy uh, Food because I really <laughs> do love food
1: How'd you approach your first restaurant and what did you like how'd you talk to the owner? And yeah, you took you the, get the question right out of my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead.
5: yeah, so um, you know I was Looking into other blogs and other like food pages and stuff, and uh, I knew that I had to have a solid amount of content before I just like launched an Instagram with nothing sure, on it. Sure. Um. So I I did I gathered about a month's worth of content so that way I could steadily have um photos to share. That's
0: yeah.
5: Um. So and
0: were these like friends who owned restaurants or like family mm, or anything? No, just, no.
5: These were just places that I wanted to go to. Cool. And um, I would just show up and I'd have. Either my fiance or my sister yeah. taking pictures for me on yeah. a camera like no no photography skills like <laughs> I have zero knowledge of how like cameras work so I was like the images in the beginning weren't the highest quality yeah. um, but you know we would just show up and I'd like always try to time it like we'll go like first thing in the morning when they like when they open first so that open. there's like not a lot of people no there, there so like yeah. we're not drawing a lot of attention to ourselves um, and and you know I would just try to get the content yeah um, so you know like I'll buy a huge dinner and we'll take pictures of it and we'll put it into the vault. And when it's ready to go, it'll be, it'll be launched. Um, a couple of like, so one time I was at Providence bagel and it was before we launched. Um, and I was taking pictures with bagels and the gentleman sitting next to me was like, if, if you don't mind me asking, like, what are you doing? <laughs> what the heck are you doing? It's a normal
6: question, I and guess. so
5: I explained to him, like, oh, I have a blog that I'm launching soon. It's going to be called Buns and Bites, Body Positivity, it's foodies, booties, lots yeah. of fun. Um, and it turned out to be one of the owners. And so he wow. was like, oh, like that's pretty cool and i was like thank god he wasn't like get out yeah yeah <laughs> um, what the hell <laughs> yeah and so since like, so before he even launched prominence prominence bagel has been like i'm um, like i love those guys yeah. support them forever
6: they're great yeah their stuff is so good not to
5: mention that their their product is yeah fantastic right that, like i would be happy to support them no matter what right um but yeah so i mean for the most part it was just kind of like me like trying to sneak in like get pictures
0: yeah. Do and, it without and, making a right. scene Right and
5: then Once I launched I was able to actually say like Oh this is it Like I mm-hmm. actually have something to show Here's you Here's what but, I do But before It was kind of hard for me To describe what this was gonna be like Yeah Because it's t- To conceptualize Okay you're gonna put food with butts Like that's kind of weird That but sounds okay. weird Just
6: get out of my restaurant <laughs> Yeah 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 <laughs>
5: So um, that's kind of how I had to go about it sure. The approach um, But it ended up working out
1: Were yeah. there any owners That weren't having it at all
5: Um, There You don't so, have to name names yeah. But Right um, Well when I wanted to go in the beginning, if I wanted to go to a restaurant, I would try to reach out and say like, hi, like, you know, I I'm from Buns and Bites and I want to come in, you know, on Monday morning to to take some pictures. Just wanted to make sure that's okay with you. Mm -hmm. Kind of just try to give them a heads up that I'm going to be coming in. Um, And for the most part, people either didn't respond either. Maybe they didn't see it. People said, yeah, sure. We'd love to have you come in. Come in whenever you want. Or every once in a while, I'd have people say like, no. Don't come in. Um, really? And that was very uh, rare. Yeah. But a couple of times I had people who were just saying, like, this isn't on brand with what we're doing. Um, yeah. Not
0: really open to the idea. Not
5: open to it. Um, and, uh, but funny enough that some of those people, later on have, have said hey
1: <laughs> why don't you come in and why do don't this? you come in i think it's because of the body positivity right so yeah, i think, so I think pretty... that at
5: first it was kind of hard like if, if you're very new it. it's very hard to you know really if you don't and especially if you don't have like a big following yeah. and like once you once i had the following then in the support of especially of the women like the yeah. girls have been like down for the cause oh yeah they have been like writers so yeah. i think that once they saw that they were like oh wow like okay for yeah. sure, and they understand it. Yeah, and yep. you know, I've had a, I've had somebody approach me to say, you know, like I wasn't on board at first, and then um, you came in and you took pictures, and the response that you got one was awesome, yeah. and seeing your passion behind it and seeing just how you acted as a a, a person changed my mind. Basically, what Rhode Island Monthly does is they send out like a note to you saying you've been chosen for a, you've been. Um, no, you're, you're a winner Oh okay they, they send out a note You know once you're After the voting closes They send out a note To everyone saying You've you've won a category But oh, you sure. have to come To the party To find sure. out What you've won
0: Oh I that's see That's a cool way to So, so then gotcha. they get everyone To come that's to the party cool. And then
5: they reveal Oh you won Which one Outdoor dining So gotcha. um, that's kind of How that works So everyone Around that time In that like two week frame yeah. You'll see all of these Restaurants posting We won we won we won come So everyone gets out. their card In the mail saying We won a category Of Rhode Island Monthly So I'm seeing all of these Go out and I'm like, oh man, like I didn't win, like yeah. shucks, like I knew yeah. it, I knew it wasn't gonna win, yeah. but like it You're was like, cool. Whatever I, tried. Like, I had a bunch of people share the yeah. page, so it was cool. So um, everybody was getting theirs, and I didn't get mine, so I was like, bummer. Like, oh well. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, a couple weeks go by and I get an email and they're like, it's from Rhode Island Monthly. And they were like, we don't have your home address on file. So we couldn't send you your card, but you won. And no I was like,
2: way. oh my God,
0: oh my God.
5: So I was like freaking out. And like to have
0: started this being like, yeah, I'm going to put food and butts together. Yeah, and now yeah, you got yeah. this award.
5: Right, right. That's and amazing. so that is like hanging in my house. Like I, <laughs>
0: that's awesome. It's, it's
5: a big deal to me.
0: Hope you guys enjoyed those clips. Um, let us know what you thought. Uh, so now uh, next up is Adam Alpert. Um, Adam is the CEO of Pangea app. Um, it's an app that connects freelancers in college with, um, with uh, companies looking for interns and part-time help, uh, college students. So, um, I actually met Adam, uh, through Facebook. Um, he started this group, um, that originally was called Silicon road. It's now called lively experiment, uh, started this Facebook group full of people and, um, and, um, You know, I I resonated really well with the group. I thought it was just a really cool group of entrepreneurs and people in Rhode Island here. And he was really trying to bring up the uh, business in Rhode Island and um, just he had a way about him. So I I shot him a message and I was like, hey, man, uh, I'd love to uh, grab a coffee with you and connect and and talk about a few things. I want to learn more about this group. So we we met up and um, we talked for like an hour or so, just really connected. He's got, you know, like a lot of the people we've been saying, just has a ton of energy and um, for someone who's uh, a busy guy and has got his hands on a lot of things, um, just full of life and full of energy.
1: So and he loves Providence.
0: Loves Providence. Loves Rhode Island. and um, New York boy, loving Providence. See would it thought? I know, really. Um, so while we were talking about I told him about the podcast and I was like, hey, man, you'd be a perfect guest. you want to come on? And he's like, absolutely. So he came on another long episode, but talked about his journey of going through, um, uh, you know, public school and and going through school in New York and then going to um, college here in Providence. And then, um, you know, his journeys of starting the business, shifting gears when they needed to, um, you know, hitting walls, sometimes literally, Um, just (laughs) very actually forgot about that. Yeah. Various obstacles here and there um, and just the the challenges of running a business. So this will be a really cool one and hope you guys enjoy it.
4: And I was I was sitting in like a quote unquote job interview in, yep. in New York uh, for a company called Harry's Shavers, and I was talking with the, the chief operation officer. Uh, his name is Will, and and I remember sitting there. It was like January. It was like tw- this would have been twenty seventeen at this point. Um, and we hadn't launched an app on the App Store yet. We had yeah. no product. We yeah. had no custom. We had nothing. You know, it was like still like a pipe dream. Yeah. Uh, we were like working towards it, but okay. it was like you're in a marathon. You have no idea where the finish line is. it still feels like that but like you really have like I I wasn't sure if we were ever going to get in the app store and the entire like interview it wasn't really an interview because the entire time I just talked about Pangea and like how stoked I was for it and how cool it could be and he kind of was like at one point like dude like you sound pretty passionate about this project like it's not a terrible idea like maybe you should just give that a shot I was like huh maybe I should Um, so we applied into this uh, accelerator through B Lab Uh, so Brown does this venture accelerator every summer called Breakthrough Lab Uh, we applied for it and we got in. And that allowed me to go to my parents and be like, look, like, Brown believes in us a little bit yeah. and uh, they're gonna give us space for eight weeks and they're gonna give us a stipend so I can pay for rent for the summer. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they give each, each B-Lab. That's spend, pretty sweet. 4K uh, for, like, living expenses for the summer. Damn. Which is, it gets you, like, two, three months in Providence, which yeah. is great. Yeah. It gets you, what, like, you know, three days in New York. <laughs> um, and we got to the accelerator and that was the first time that, like, really John and I together working full-time on it. And that's where, like, that's where I really view Pangea starting. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. we worked throughout the entire summer. We were, that must have been exciting. We were in there every day yeah, for yeah. 12 hours a day, working like 80 hours a week. That's And insane. all through summer. And and and, and eventually the accelerate it ended in like yeah. July after eight weeks. A lot of kids approached it as like a summer thing to do. But like for us, it was our life. Like it was a stepping yeah. stone to everything. It's just a start. And all of a sudden we had no space. We had no money. Um, So I was like, yo, we need a place to work out of. Like you need to find us at like, yeah. don't just leave we gotta hanging. find something we gotta find something don't don't make us work at about starbucks and again i was like very persistent very persistent and eventually they found like a little tiny closet for us like in the engineering building and and it's been great they let us in for one month while there were no students there okay um and uh they liked us And then we came to an agreement so we've been working on it and then we launched our first real alpha in september 2017 wow uh it was called pangea mart it was a closed student marketplace where students can, like, sell their textbooks. They could clean things for each other. It was more of, like, a gig economy. Yeah, yeah, It was, a, it was like a college-focused task rabbit is okay. kind of where we started. Yeah. Because, like, that was where our minds were. We weren't yeah. thinking about the world outside of campus. I was like, I'm a videographer. How can I make videos for other students? Yeah. Um, so we ran that for a whole year. We got 500 kids to sign up, majority of which we got, like, in the first week. and my friends. And, yeah, you know, yeah. it just didn't quite catch um, you need critical mass in a marketplace, you need buyers, you need sellers. And we found people who wanted to offer things, but not really people who wanted to buy things. Mm. Um, so we ran that for an entire year. We learned how to market, we learned how to build, we learned how to develop, how to get user feedback, yeah. you know, um, and get all that stuff together. We raised our first little bit of funding uh, from family, friends, we got like 30K initially Great. to like help us like yeah. put up flyers and do some social media ads. And like, sure. um, we learned a lot in that first year. And then going into this past summer, we really had a better understanding of where we wanted to pivot. So we went through our first pivot, and that was opening up the buying side. So we realized that students had a lot of things they could offer, mm-hmm. um, but they weren't the ones who were interested in buying yeah. anything. So You need the other half. Yeah, so we decided to open up the buy side, which was a very momentous decision for us. And that really changed things for us. We also we brought on seven interns. We hired five kids from Brown. We raised more money. Um, we, we brought on five kids from Brown. Uh, a kid from RISD and, and a kid from John, uh, Johnson, Wales. Okay, All W2 workers paid hourly yeah. for the entire summer. We, wow. did, we did it super right. My super first time on the payroll. They're yeah. our first yeah. employees. Um, so and, cool. and we gave these kids a tremendous experience. And it was in that moment where we decided like, wow, startups need this because yeah. like, we need this. And we couldn't even use the app. Right. We used the user base we had. Generated to that's find these kids, crazy. so we use Pangea Mart to find these seven kids, and they're like, "I wonder if there's other people out there who might need to find yeah. kids to like help them build is. shit." Because right. like, you know, we didn't have no time, no money, um, so that's where the interns kind of came into being. Right. We had gotten some traction, but we weren't seeing as much as we needed to raise the money. We needed to keep going. We were right. like, running out of cash, we the growth, and and we were getting a little bit lost, and I and I and I was getting pushed by advisors. Yeah. And it was in this moment, I, I, was, I, was, I was actually, I was playing my first competitive match of squash and we were kind of lost. I didn't really know where to take it. And we're playing this game and I'm super in it. I, I, I'm not good. I, I played in middle school a little bit. And I want <laughs> I I to get back into it to get some exercise. Yeah. And I'm playing this match. And I'm like super into this like little squash ball. I mean, people don't know squash you play like in a, in a, in a box and you have this little uh, black ball. It's kind of like the snitch in, in Harry Potter and you have this <laughs> little racket. And it's a really fast, you're sprinting back and forth. It's actually a really fast uh, uh, sport. You can play for your whole life. So it's a good yeah. investment. And I'm super in it. I wasn't expecting to be anywhere like, like competitive, but I was, yeah, yeah, com- yeah. I was like a couple points off. Yeah, and yeah. this guy hits the ball and it goes towards like the back corner and I'm like in the front and I'm running to get this ball. Like full sprint, yeah. you know, eye on the ball like literally harry potter like looking for the snitch yeah and i forgot i was inside a building so i'm running like as fast as i can to get this ball and i go to wind up for it and before i can even swing i just run face first oh into the fucking god. wall i black out oh my god i black out I, I like everything goes black for about two holy seconds. holy shit yeah hit the ground hard meanwhile it's me it's always 60 year old guys watching um, <laughs> and then they thought i would die i would probably would have killed one of them um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and here I am on the ground, and and and, and, and I and I, I sort of come to. Things were really dizzy, and they're yeah. like, they're like, dude, are you are, are you, you okay? okay? And I was like, I, I work in startups. This happens all the time, you know. Like I'll be fine. You hit walls, you fall down, you get up. It yeah, you was know, yeah. some stupid cliche metaphor thing. Yeah. Uh, and I got up and finished the match. I finished yeah. the match. And I'm back in the locker room after the match. And I'm like, hey, so you work in a startup? Slightly concussed. Slightly concussed. And <laughs> yeah, I like, couldn't sure. really think straight. Yeah. And they're like, hey, so you mentioned you're in a company. And uh, what's it do? And I said, uh, we're the resume of the 21st century. We're That's develop- a cool way to put it. We're yep. developing a workforce through these really cool internships and yeah. helping startups hire better. And a all really of the g- whole locker room went quiet. Yeah. And it was, it was the first time in my life where like these like older people who've been doing business for like 40 years yeah. understood it yeah. immediately and were immediately engaged. Yeah. And from there, I was like, there's something here. Providence has a great arts district. It has yeah. A, it has a great, like like you're
1: saying, a great community of people who want to start these startups. Yeah. But it was also voted the worst spot in the country to start a small business. so oh, yeah. Like what do you do from the political side or from that side that's going to change
4: things? So a couple of things. So one, I, I love the Kaufman index that came out recently. It said that Rhode Island is the worst place for entrepreneurs in the country. Yeah. Like worse than like South Dakota. That's crazy. Uh, and, and there's some like tax reasons for that. Right. Um, but yeah, we, we've I, been through that a lot. With the <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm sure we can talk about that too. Um, um, but I love that because it means there's only one way to go true yeah. it like literally means we can only get better we can't get worse yeah, that's and, and that's like super like if like like when you watch like formula one racing for instance it's not fun watching like red bull because like they can only lose you know it's fun like watching the middle guys who can only go up it's so, like Rhode island's only gonna go up um and, and i'm super stoked about that so yeah that was uh
0: that was adam um hope you guys enjoyed that one let us know what you think like i said um a lot of good lessons there and um, just, uh, I think a lot of great stories that can bring a lot of value. Um, What's the name of his new app? It's not Pangea anymore, right? No, no, the Pangea is the same. Pangea app. What did he change? Oh, he the changed Facebook. the name of the Facebook, Facebook group. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lively Experiment on Facebook if you want to go check it out. Um, and uh, last but not least in this highlights series here is Cody. He was episode two. Um, really cool one, really unique. It's um, very different very diverse from uh the other uh the other guests um he just uh you know he busts his ass but uh you know all, all we see is the traveling so i'm like oh he's just out there living his best life
1: um, well, you he know? he's six months in iraq <laughs> six yeah. months out in iraq just sweating his balls off and yeah I'm, you know out on base
0: yeah just really just crushing it and really hustling um but uh but yeah if you check him out on instagram d-a-l-u-z-e-r seven
1: yeah, there you go. You, you remembered can it. See
0: all of his uh all of his travel there. Um just a really, really cool guy, really down to earth, but uh just a really hard worker and um really turned his life around when he was younger. Yeah. Uh, crazy story of like coming from a certain place and being a certain type of person to uh basically like switching gears and flipping and being a completely different kind of person and now he works 18 hour days seven days a week for six months straight and then gets six months off and travels the world and just
1: experiences new things yeah and like i said in the interview i don't know if we'll put this part in but his personality makes it so he can go to these places and make friends with random people because that's who he is yeah
0: he just meets the 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 craziest people and Creates friendships and uh, it's
1: crazy. So uh, he's a he was a really interesting one. I actually talked to him the other day. He's back. He's back over in uh, Iraq right now. Is he? Um, so he's uh, he's back on the grind. I uh, wonder
0: where his first vacation point is when he gets off in six. Yeah, maybe Rhode Island
1: will have him back on. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. doubt Rhode Island will be yeah, his first no pick.
0: No way. Uh, yeah. So enjoy these clips of Cody and uh, like I said, follow him on Instagram, Cody Deleuze, D A L U Z E R seven.
6: And we had gone together one night. And he was talking about joining uh, the Marines. And um, it was one of those moments where I just said, fuck it. You know, I just needed to do something drastic to change my life. And kind of I needed discipline and guidance on yeah. what I was going to do. You know, it's one way to do it. Yeah, the, yeah, it's one way to do it. And uh, and Tyler said it the best way that you could possibly say. He said, fuck it. If you're going to do it, you might as well just do the best of the best and, you know, join the best group you can. It would be the yeah. Marines. So, wow. you know
1: what made you i mean you say the best of the best but what made you pick the marines over Uh, all
6: the other branches it was definitely talking to tyler about it i would definitely say his enthusiasm for it uh he was always gung-ho about that um he was one of those guys that was always like you know marine corps because you know he had cousins and i i believe one of his uncles was in the marines or navy whatever it was but he always always had this mindset of marines so it kind of as corny as it sounds, the whole appeal of, you know, joining the best group and to be the best and the baddest would, mm-hmm. it just appealed to me. So that's, I didn't, I honestly never went into another recruiter's office, didn't even look at anything else. I just went right with him, right to the Marine Corps office and wow. signed, signed the dotted line right there. So while you were on deployments, what were you uh, doing for the Marines? Uh, so the Marines, I was I, what they call landing support specialist. Um, I basically would do resupplies um, we would work either, um, helicopters, uh, we'd call what we call it HST or a uh, helicopter support team. We would do single sling loads, um, where you would like physically hook up, think of it as like a big pouch and you'd hook it up to underneath the helicopter as it came down. It's like the fastest way to release supply throughout the uh, area of operations out there. So anything from, you know, beans, bullets, blood, whatever was needed at the time. So we just did that most of the time and, um, anything, uh, you know, other than that, too, you know, work, you know, logistics wise, you know, taking, you know, uh, airplanes and helicopters, whatever needed to be moving passengers and anything, really anything that had to be moved. We moved it.
1: Cool. So from uh, so from there, you know, you kind of leveraged your logistics to a little different career path.
6: Yeah, yeah. So, um, so my job actually became, um, I had worked various jobs they actually break it down into different aspects from, um, so when I was doing it, it was actually for Pacific Architect. Um, it is a contracting group for go- they handle mostly government contracts. Um, they do air transportation and then they also do a lot of construction. Um, my job was more, um, doing, uh, air cargo. So I was in charge of doing, moving any cargo, uh, checking it for, uh, you know, air, uh, it would make sure it was airworthiness. So it could go on the aircraft. Um, whatever had to be done moved, uh, to either physically moving it onto the aircraft and pushing things onto it. Um, or, you know, just doing all the paperwork inside, uh, load planning for aircrafts. Uh, it was just, it was a whole spectrum of things.
1: And did you get that job by connections you made while you were over in the Middle East? Yes.
6: Uh, Yeah. Well, it actually took me a while to break into the contracting business because as I was in the Marines and I was deploying so much, I had to, I met all these guys. And let me tell you, these guys are like, when you're, when you're in the military, you just see these guys that come into the desert and you're like, who is this guy? He's just dressed in civilian clothes. You know, he's got his flannel on looking like he's living the best life, you (laughs) know? And when you know the rumors, you hear about all the money that they're making, you are like, how do I get into that gig? Um, and it's a small knit community. It's, um, definitely one of those things you need to, when you work with them and you kind of connect with them and you talk to them about what they're doing and then they, they kind of see that you've been doing the same thing. And that's kind of how I bridged that gap, um, from doing so many deployments. And then it finally, um, after I got out, it actually clicked and I actually was hired on, um, before that it was floor and that was my first contract over in uh Bagram, Afghanistan. That, yeah, that place was busy. That was one of the biggest hubs uh, at the time for that whole area of operations, and that was when the Thai temple was still going on in Afghanistan. So, it's, how long ago was that? That was the first contract. That was in two thousand and fourteen. So, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and so two thousand fourteen to fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been about five years of doing the contracting business. Jeez. Yeah, it's been uh, it's, it's been uh, always on the go, always moving, always changing places. It's ranged from. To the mountains in Afghanistan, to the deserts of Iraq, to working over in Japan. You know, it's brought me all around the world and just different experiences. And its uh, it's been an awesome, awesome experience. It's all a oh, matter of perspective, man. Yeah. It's all a matter of perspective, dude. That's crazy. All right, so
1: give us one crazy travel story that you got. Oh, God. After that like, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like something that... Like, they either opened your eyes to something, or yeah, maybe. A, or just a or crazy some, fucking. I, well, I mean, I, I'm
6: just gonna say Thailand. I mean, Thailand is definitely blown my mind in so many different ways. I How mean, so? between the ping pong shows and the culture. I mean, I went to my first Ladyboy cabaret show. That was definitely an eye-opener. I met Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Did is, you really? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah check th- check th- out his Instagram. Check right out there. my Instagram story. You'll see it. I'm on, I'm on, <laughs> I think they're joking with me here. Oh no, Nicki Minaj Nicki live Minaj. in person. She was <laughs> dropping, she was dropping that hot fire over there at the uh, Lady Cabaret show. But uh, I would have never done that in a million years, and uh, it was some the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. What made you go and do that? So it was actually part of the tour, and we actually had um, we our tour guide uh, Talia. Shout out to Talia at Kentucky. Um, she was in love with the the lady boy cabaret show. She was ranting and raving, and we're all over there like, "Ooh, I don't know, that's kind of weird." Like, whatever. I'm gonna tell you, we went there. It was absolutely the funniest, most fun show I would seen in a long time. Uh, it was a great performance. They lip synced all these crazy songs. Um, the dancing was hilarious. They the, the girls were funny as i could you know i was laughing my ass off the entire time yeah. uh, it was just a great time altogether. So. so you
1: just have an open mind no matter what going into anything you got
6: and you know i think at, at this point, point i feel like you have to right? at, at this point in my life i mean you know you always gotta you know you know you have to respect other cultures and respect other things and you know be open to things you yeah. know it doesn't mean you have to always agree with everything sure. but you know definitely respect someone's different point of view and uh you never know what you might learn or might see <laughs> at yeah. this point. Right. Um, that was definitely probably one of the crazy experiences I've had so far. Or and how old are you now, Cody? I'm 29. 29 oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. 29. Yeah. Going to be 30 pretty soon. Oh, man. The big 3-0. Jeez. So, yeah. Do you feel old? I do feel old, man. I was literally like <laughs> taking like 8 million naps on the last trip I did. Uh, all these like 22 year olds are like running around in circles, staying up at 3 in the morning, and I'm over here at like, you know, 11 at night, like I'm going to bed. <laughs> 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 I'll see you in the morning. That's funny. Um, hang on, I'm trying to see if I can find this photo for you. I'll let you, I'll let you find the
1: ladyboy Yeah, let me find the ladyboy picture for lady him. Boy, yeah.
6: All right, there we go.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mike. Uh, Seeing Nicki Minaj
6: right there. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> oh my she was amazing. Uh, she so or he? Uh, we don't know at this uh, point. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? Hey, as long as you enjoyed it. Hey, uh, it was a great a great show. Great show. So uh, sliding back to your
1: work side, um, I mean, I think your work life gives you a great opportunity to do all these things and experience all this stuff. Do you think it's worth it? Uh, the amount of work you put in, like I see how much you put in every single day and even just going off what you do. Do you think it's worth putting in those three months to get that one month off to go and do whatever you want
6: for my life and what I want out of what, what makes me happy in my life? I absolutely think so. I wouldn't be doing it this long that I, I absolutely love it. Um, I love what I do and then it's not even just the one month off and doing all the travel and all that. Um, I love going in and doing contracting and, um, still keeps me close to the military. Uh, it still gives me a sense of purpose. You know, we're still out there. We're still trying to make sure people get what they need. We're still trying to, you know, take care of the troops out there. As, as corny as it might sound, I love going into work and trying to solve a problem. Um, I think that's my like. I that's how much I love logistics and doing all that. Um, I love going in, and we have these oddball problems that. We need to get this to there and in, in the most uh, remote areas of the world where we're trying to figure out how we can do this. And we coordinate with the military and doing all that. And uh, definitely love that side of the job. I definitely love that purpose. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you hit Dubai. Um, yep. That's kind of, so, that's like the hub. That's you the hub.
1: Going on to vacation. Exactly. And then you're able to go... Wherever you want, right? Wherever I want,
6: man. Um, so how do you decide what you're doing, where you're going? Oh, well, I spend a lot of time researching it. Um, actually, it's like probably like my biggest, when I have downtime, that's probably what I spend most of my time doing. Um, I look at from where, you know, to what I actually want to do, what I'm looking into, if I'm interested in a certain culture, or if I want to save a little money by going to a certain place, or if I, you know, a lot of times, my biggest passion is the beach. So that's yeah. when I first go for it. Like, I'm what just, I'm just always like... always see on your Instagram <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) loving the beach Uh, loving the beach man so um it's a combination of things um and i would definitely say between the five years my like the whole uh i'd almost call myself a travel agent at this point i'm not even (laughs) trying to sound cocky or brag or anything but it's just i spent so much time looking at certain deals and looking at where where's the best place to go at this time frame you learn a lot you definitely learn a lot you definitely make a lot of mistakes along the way trust (laughs) me i've taken a lot of long flights and i've definitely put myself in like these crazy situations where i'm like yeah this probably wasn't the best time to go <laughs> to this place so yeah but yeah i know it's just been an interesting experience the whole whole time and it just keeps getting better every time I think work and how you do things I think life in general and how you do it there's no book I, I think no. it's so funny how I read all these like books about how you should have a relationship or how you should have how your work life should be Yeah. I think it's all about just finding who, who you are how you're the most productive you are and capitalizing on that if you work the best through Midnight to freaking six a.m. in the morning. Right. Yeah. Then work midnight to six a.m. in the morning. Right. Figure out some way to do that. If yeah. you work best by doing working at home for two hours and then sitting in your robe, I'm jealous of you because I cannot <laughs> be productive like that. But you know what? That's what it's all about. You know, yeah. you have to figure out how you work and how you do things. Yeah. And definitely capitalize on that. And there's that's,
1: no rules on balance of
6: work life. No, not at all, man. However, it works. Best yeah, and for I think
1: you. It, to tie it all in, you know, it goes back to. You were expected to go to college, you were expected to do this stuff, and you you know, you know took the other route and you decided that you like that a lot better, or you realized right. that you like that a lot better.
6: I realized through many mistakes, my friend, many mistakes, <laughs> lots of money, lots of time wasted, but at the end of the day, they were actually, excuse me, not wasted because at the end of the day, they were all great life lessons that mm-hmm. I learned how I am, how I work, and what I wanted to do in life as far as figuring out my careers and what I wanted to be or where I wanted to be in life.
0: Cool. So that was it guys. Um, hope you enjoyed this highlight series. Uh, we thought we'd switch it up a little from all the guests. And like I said, for all the new listeners who maybe have only heard the most previous, uh, few episodes, um, you can get a little bit of highlights from the first few. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, please go share it, subscribe, pass it on to your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your friend, Joe, your neighbor, um, everyone and, uh, tell them about us. Okay. Uh, follow us on Instagram at up in your biz pod. Uh, if you're if you're listening, you know uh, tag us, screenshot your screen, tag us on Instagram. We'll repost you. Um, we want to see who you guys are. We want to say hello. Send us any questions or comments in our DM. Uh, again at Up in Your Biz Pod, and uh, you'll hear from us again next week.
1: Yeah, next week we'll be in Colorado, so That's right. you might be getting a live podcast yeah. from uh, from an airport. Uh, an <laughs> Either airport Logan game. or De- <laughs> uh, Denver Airport, we don't know. Yeah, but uh,
0: stay tuned, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed this one i